listening to the Astral Hour. I'm your host, Astral Meadow. Join me as we take a glimpse into the mysterious. Welcome, everyone. Today, I'm joined with my friend Serena Huffine, who is an angel intuitive, psychic medium, and healer. Today, we will be talking about angels, the angelic realm, and what it means to be an earth angel. Welcome to the show. (laughs) Thank you for having me. Thank you for coming out. It's so nice to meet you in person. Great to meet you too. It's been a pleasure. (laughs) Yeah. Um, For those who don't know you, could you share a little background on yourself and your spiritual journey? Sure, I'd be happy to. So I was born and raised in East Tennessee. Um, I majored in music when I went to college, my main instrument being the flute. But music has become more of a hobby to me now. My biggest accomplishment musically was probably winning a, uh, it was a competitive award based in London at the highest performance difficulty. And that was about a year and a half ago. After I won that award, I just sort of felt fulfilled in that area and slowly drifted away from it being my profession. Um, when I had my spiritual awakening in 2021, things began to shift a bit for me. So I have felt connected to angels, the supernatural and the creator since I can remember. I grew up Christian and went to many different churches growing up since I moved around the area a a little bit. I could never really find one that that completely fit or felt like home. Mm -hmm. I was often judged by the other kids in my church growing up and not just at church, but during school too, even in college. I think a lot of people could sense that something was a little different about me energetically And they didn't quite know how to react to me. So they just kind of ignored me and ostracized me a lot of the time. Mm. Uh, Yeah. But, you know, I wasn't invited to a lot of parties and was never in the popular cliques. Mm -hmm. Um, As far as my belief system goes these days, I still identify with some aspects of Christianity, especially with the angels mentioned in biblical text. But would describe myself more along the lines of an omnist. I believe God or the creator has shown up in many different forms to cultures around the world over many, many years. And that's why there are so many different religious interpretations of God. I pray to God every day and the angels. I also meditate quite a bit. Mm -hmm. So you've adapted. You've said, okay, I really liked this part that I was raised with. And now I'm going to adapt and bring in what feels comfortable to me. Exactly. So um, when did you first realize that you were psychic? Oh, boy. (laughs) So I think subconsciously, I have known for most of my life that I was a psychic. Although it didn't really begin to show itself until I was in college. I can remember always being fascinated with that subject and spirituality itself. When I was in college, I can remember having eerie feelings that a person was going to do something or say something specific. And it always happened the way I thought it would. Mm -hmm. Um, for example, I could often sense if someone was going to say a specific thing, like I would get the word or phrase in my mind and sure enough, it would come out of their mouth within the next 30 seconds. Yeah. <laughs> um, there were other strange things that happened too, although I didn't feel comfortable talking to a lot of people about it back then mm-hmm. for obvious reasons. It, it, it just wasn't something I knew a lot about. So um, it was actually when I was in high school that my father began to wonder if there was something a little different about me. So he went to two pastors at the church I attended at that time. And (laughs) after he shared some information with them, they told him that they believed I'm definitely what's called a sensitive. Mm. Um, 
at that time, I was having vivid dreams of deceased loved ones or animals in my family who had passed. It was happening a lot. I also told my dad when I was in one of my childhood homes living with my mother that I had seen these white orbs with faces and that they followed me around. I was only I was only four or five when this happened. So you have to imagine, you know, I, I didn't know exactly what to make of it. Right. Um, to some people, this could be a little frightening. So I don't always share that specific experience, but I felt like it's very relevant mm-hmm. to share it on this podcast. Um, so for a psychic, there are at least five different kinds of senses or clairs. Um, clairvoyance is my strongest, which means I see a lot of images like in my mind, Uh, through my third eye relating to someone I'm doing a psychic read on. This also happens when I'm doing mediumship as well. The spirit um, will give me images when I'm with the sitter. And these images are almost always directly related to something that the sitter will know is coming from their deceased loved one. Mm -hmm. Um, Some psychics close their eyes to see images. Some don't. But that's uh, what I have to do personally in my case. Um, Not all psychics are the same or mediums for that matter. We can have many different ways of obtaining our information. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for me, closing my eyes does help, like, put me more into the visuals. Right. Like, like I might have, like, an idea, but it's, like, with all the sensory stuff going on, it might distract me from... So I will sometimes close my eyes, even though, uh, with the records, my teacher guided us to try to keep them open. Uh Uh-huh. But there is, you know, something about closing your eyes where you can see the scene better. You start getting a little bit more information. and Yeah, that's always been my case. Although I've known a lot of, a lot of psychics and mediums who uh, don't do it that way. So Right. I mean, we all develop our own little techniques. That's what's so cool about it is it mm-hmm. becomes, you know, it's like your personal journey. And certain, like, Claire's, I think, open up for some of us. Um, with me, I feel like it changes all. Like sometimes it might be like tasting, it might be smelling, it might be seeing or but right. You know, a lot of times it's like a knowing, you know, that knowing and just sort Claire of clear like, cognizance. Yeah, that's I feel like that's my main one and then the other ones sort of come in to give me like that little bit of extra information. Right. But I don't have control necessarily of like which one like how it streams through. You know, that's kind of my experience, too. Um, I, I know that clairvoyance is my strongest, my right. most dominant Claire. Uh, but the others come through sometimes. And I'm thinking, uh, <laughs> what did I just hear? How did I know that? You know, and right. it's so interesting how that can come up for, uh, you know, different people who work in this area. Right. And then you say the thing like I'm you know, smelling this or I'm t- they're like, yeah, my grandma used to bake those. And you're like, oh, that's interesting. They taste great. <laughs> you know? So um, could you share a little bit about what your spiritual awakening was like? I know that some people can, this varies mm-hmm. greatly, but everyone seems to have a really interesting story around this area of their life. So, oh yeah. So I would describe my spiritual awakening as very scary and overwhelming. (laughs) At the time I was waking up, I was dealing with some um, incredibly uh, painful medical issues. And my mental health was suffering as a result of this. Um, I was also getting hacked on my social media accounts that I would create like uh, nonstop. Mm. I finally realized that someone had hijacked my entire phone. It was a little chaotic, but I can also remember going to some uh, intuition circles in my area at the time. And I was... uh, I was a little scared, a little confused. I didn't understand how or why I was able to tell the like people the things I was telling them in these circles. 
or why I was suddenly feeling like I wanted to live a totally different kind of life. I was beginning to realize that uh, reality isn't what I had previously thought it was, uh, that manifestation is very real, mm-hmm. um, that multiple timelines can exist and all of uh, that sort of thing. I began to meditate on my own and I finally began realizing that a lot of the weird life experience I had had in the past is because I'm a psychic medium. Uh, also during this time, I found myself getting lost in what I call spiritual TikTok mm-hmm. and literally um, just uh, being a little freaked out at some of the messages I was receiving on there. Uh, it, it was a bit, it was a bit of a scary time, but I got through it and I'm here. Uh, something else that is very telling that I was going through a spiritual awakening is that I lost a lot of connections and friends during that time for mm-hmm. seemingly no reason at all. Mm-hmm. I think the universe did some spring cleaning for me, so to speak. Um, and I've read that oft, uh, what often happens to people when they're waking up is, uh, you know, people, people will just kind of fade out. From my experience, some people can't stay on your journey with you forever, so you lose those connections and part ways. You know, it's a little sad, but sometimes it's necessary for personal growth and uh, further developing yourself. So, yeah. Yeah, I feel like there was a point similar to you where I'm like, where did all these people go? It's like they just, and it's not like we even argued or that there was a conflict. Right. I really think that at some point, and I know that this sounds heady or whatever, as you work on your vibration, as you shift, I'm not saying that you become better than this other person. Right. But like you're shifting your vibration and they might stay the same or they might be shifting their vibration in a totally different way. Mm -hmm. And like, you're just, you're no longer aligning, Mm -mm. you know, and we want to cling. I think we want to cling and be like, why, you know, why is it this person reached out or whatever? But I don't know. I think at some point you have to just embrace the journey. And like you said, not everyone is going to be there for the entire thing, you know? Yeah. But I think, you know, the universe is so magnificent in this way. It's like, as you know, one person moves on now you have this open space for this new energy to come through and then you start aligning with people that are very you know similar and then they support you and and then I don't know I just as sad as it is that we have to let go of certain connections I think making that space for those people that are aligning with you Mm -hmm. that can support you, especially when you're having these psychic things. Right. Because if someone's telling you, okay, you're this or you're not that or that, you know, if they're not aligned with what it's like, I think you don't want to just be surrounded with everyone that thinks exactly the same, but you want some friends that get it. Who will understand you and just be able to be like, yeah. I, I, I truly understand what you're dealing with, what you're going through. Right. And I, I just think the universe knows best. Uh, and yeah, that, that's that's just kind of what happens. People, um, a lot of people don't stay with you for the long haul. And you kind of have to, um, you have to find those uh, new connections. And a lot of times they're a lot healthier than what you previously had, you find. So that's been, you know, my experience. It's like I, I found all these people in the community who uh, um, are amazing and non- judgmental and just it's been great yeah yeah I think it's a healing experience as you start to bring in like that kind of like that soul family in and you're like we've had lifetimes together right you make me feel comfortable to to be my eccentric quirky self and and that is so healing especially when we have to mask as children we have these gifts mm-hmm. we're not fitting in we're putting on layers to, to just either be invisible or try to fit in as much as we can right 
And then as we get older and that mask comes off, maybe some people fade, but then the people, you know, there's that meme and it's like, shine your light so bright that the others can find you. And if once you take right. that mask off, which I feel like we all kind of have. Oh, yeah. Um, then people are like, oh, I guess you look familiar. Like, I can, I can see your light. And, uh, so I, I think that that's just a part of it. But I think it's good to, like, let people know because I think it can feel isolating through phases of it. But if you can just hang on and just sit <laughs> and sit with that isolation for a bit because I think there is some healing in that part of it, too. And saying, okay... I'm going to do some work on myself. What do I really like? What do I love? You know, mm-hmm. I'm going to read the books I want. And mm-hmm. and over time, you're going to make those connections again. Yeah, I feel like spiritual awakenings, um, they really, they unearth who you are beneath mm-hmm. all of the social conditioning and society that we live in. Right. And it's, it's, uh, it's a very, uh, it can be a jarring experience, but it can really make you it, it can make you aware of so much that you weren't aware of previously right and so. and like you were saying you know you had some physical things come up mental mm-hmm. we are a multifaceted being mind body spirit so you might actually have some physical changes especially as these energies start flowing and opening mm-hmm. up blocks that you know things that you might have had blocked off oh yeah for a long time mm-hmm. you know like for me i struggled with root chakra energy because of not having this deep connection to family and so like as I start working on that I had to go through this trauma and like then even like issues with my knees and all the like there was physical there was mental and the spiritual and then having these healers in the community that can do energy work or acupuncture it offers a lot of support during that time and you can learn a lot and eventually you work with them maybe you want to like learn how to take care of your yourself so it's Mm -hmm. empowering too because a lot of these people that do energy work can either guide you to a teacher or they eventually end up teaching it themselves. So in that way, it's like you eventually become the healer, right? Mm-hmm. So like the, these people support you, but eventually like it's you're doing right the, the hard part. Yeah, it was just amazing because uh, all these people kind of fell into alignment in my life and I found my spiritual teacher I found, I, it was just like she was just there and these people came and I found them so easily it was like I knew this was meant to happen yeah yeah my yoga teacher talked talked a lot about like you know seeking the guru and all that and he's like you don't have to to leave and go out and search for the guru like the guru will appear and because mm-hmm. the guru is like all the lessons it's all these connections and it doesn't have to just be one person. I mean, for me, I have teachers come in and out all the time and right. I honor each one and each one, whether they're there for a month, whether they're there for 10 years, it doesn't matter because they are completely transforming maybe one part of me or like helping support me during a time. And so like, yeah, the time is a, it, it's not as important. Exactly. And I think sometimes people might get caught up on like seeking a single guru or something like that. And I'm not I'm not saying that you don't do that if you feel called. But I think if you're working on aligning and healing yourself, you're going to bring and draw a lot of those teachers and lessons to you. I believe that, too. Yeah. So um, have you had any like personal experiences with channeling? We've talked about this a little bit on the show, but uh, you know, I'd like to expand a little bit on it. 
Yeah, so I definitely have. Um, so one way I figured out that I'm an angel intuitive is uh, from something that happened when I was going through my spiritual awakening. I remember talking to an old friend one night. Uh, we were texting and uh, suddenly out of nowhere, I typed out a name. It was like one minute this person and I are talking about a lot of the difficulties I'm, I've been having recently. Uh, I was really struggling with mental health at the time too. And then suddenly this, I don't know what it was. Something just made me type out this name in our thread. Um, yeah, you know, he didn't really exactly understand what was going on. And I didn't either, to be honest, in that moment. But later that night, I kind of reluctantly decided to type that name out into Google and do a search. Um, so it turns out an angel was definitely uh, revealing itself to me and, and having me channel its name. Mm -hmm. uh, the name was Archangel Seraphiel. Uh, sure enough, it was the name of an angel that appears in the book of Enoch. Uh, I believe Enoch is considered a lost book um, of the Bible that wasn't included in the King James Version. Mm -hmm. it's, an, it's an apocryphal book. So a lot of people question its validity and whether this book uh, can really be believed. But after my experience, I certainly think there might be something to it or the angel's existence at the very least. Mm -hmm. uh, what I believe had happened that night is that um, Archangel Seraphiel was revealing... Um, himself or herself you know to me as my uh guardian angel and um and this happened by means of me channeling its name so it's just kind of like wow this happens and I you know it took me some time to really understand what I, what had happened mm -hmm. so um after doing some more research on this archangel uh, Seraphiel I noticed some eerie details Seraphiel is um ruled by the sign Leo which is my sun sign um, I was born on a Thursday, and after doing some digging, um, I found a webpage that has, is strongly suggesting that Seraphiel is connected to Thursday. Yeah, so I was born on that day, and, you know, I, I was kind of shocked. I was like, wow, this is getting kind of kind of interesting. <laughs> um, Seraphiel's aura is often described as purple, or um, he he's worn purple, and that is his always, since I was a tiny, tiny child, been, been my favorite color. Um, he's also the angel of music uh, in heaven, supposedly, and uh, music is my way of coping. I, I, I just think that, like, all of this was so interesting. Mm -hmm. It's like me and the um, attributes of this angel align perfectly, you know? Mm -hmm. It was just kind of like, uh, wow. And I have experience uh, taking a channeling uh, workshop where um, Archangel Michael actually came through and spoke through me one time. Uh, it was a... Uh, unique and amazing experience uh channeling isn't something i do very often but i do um, have those experiences with that mm -hmm. right where it just the message needs to come through you know right so yeah uh that brought up a couple of things that I, I might share just because you said that it was associated with leo well mm -hmm. this person and we, i know that you know this person i'm not gonna say anything but they when they met me, they kept saying um, that I reminded them of Jophiel and oh. that sh she's associated with the star. So, like, later on, like, I, you know, it's, like, overwhelming at first. I'm like, okay, that's cool. I'll look it up. You know, as Aquarius Rising, the tarot card that's associated with Aquarius is the star. And, and so I'm like, he's looking at me and seeing it. And, you know, the rising is what people see first. And I was like, that's so weird. Because he, he didn't know that about me. Right. So it's like, I think, you know, we are kind of resonating and, and people see, you know, certain energies around us. But I was able to totally say, well, this makes sense. You know, thinking about that it's 
she is associated with a star. The star is associated, associated with Aquarius. So, wow. you know, you make these connections and it's like, okay, that does kind of line up a little bit. That was, it was just eerie to me how this archangel, uh, Seraphiel, I mean, my name is even Serena. Right. It's right. like, and <laughs> I, I was, I was floored when all this was happening. And I, I was just thinking, no, 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 no. Th- this isn't a coincidence. This is, this is, a, there's actually something to this and I need to pay attention. Right. Right. There's a reason why this is all linking up. Right. And yeah. I I love those moments though, where you're just like, it's almost like you can't deny it anymore. You're like, okay, this, I am aligning. I, I should oh, seek this more. Right. Know? And I have more to say when we get to angel numbers. Oh my gosh. I have so much to share about <laughs> that. Like, <laughs> but um, yeah. Yeah. So it, it's just so cool. The things that can happen when you're in alignment and when, you know, spiritually speaking, you're, um, you're balanced and, and yeah. So. Right. Yeah. And other people can see it too. And it's like mm-hmm. confirming it and you're like, wow. Okay. Thanks for, thanks for validating mm-hmm. that for me. So um, could you explain um, a little bit about what archangels are and who are some of the main ones that you've worked with? Sure. So uh, archangels are powerful messengers of God who come to earth to carry out a mission uh, of delivering a meaningful message to people here or to help them or protect them in some way. Um, there's a lot of disagreement within different branches of Christianity as to whether, uh, there are three main archangels, seven archangels or more, but I tend to believe that there are more than most people think. Uh, in some of my research, I've seen as many as 17 or more that are acknowledged. Um, the problem is that there are some books like Enoch where, uh, or similar to that, where angels are mentioned, but people will all, will, uh, argue as to whether these mentions or books are, Uh, canonical to the Bible, for example. Like, in my experience with psychic reads and mediumship, I have worked with many archangels. Um, Archangel Michael, Raphael, Gabriel, and uh, Uriel have come through quite a bit. Uh, I've also had Metatron appear in my psychic reads as well, and uh, obviously Seraphiel. Mm -hmm. Uh, I also want to share an angelic experience I had that was just mind-blowing. I believe I met Gabriel Michael and uh, Raphael face to face when I was younger. Mm, okay. So when I was 12 years old, I was admitted to the hospital battling an illness. Um, before I was put into my assigned room, I was out in the hallway and I can recall seeing three tall individuals standing there. They were so tall. <laughs> and suddenly everyone who had been in the hallway just vanished. It was like there were people there and then they were gone. And these three powerful figures were still there just watching me, looking at me. I could feel this glorious, powerful energy radiating off of them. It was the most amazing thing ever. And uh, these individuals were beautiful in appearance, too, and appeared kind of, uh, they were kind of androgynous. Like, uh, they looked feminine, but also not. Mm -hmm. So I finally asked them after a few minutes, I'm like, are you angels? They smiled and said, I don't know, are you an angel? In this just most beautiful voice and tone. And then their expressions got serious. And mm. they told me to call on them if I ever needed them. I knew who these three were. They were definitely Gabriel, Michael, and Raphael. It's, I don't know how to explain how I knew it, but I did. Right, that claircognizance. Yeah, yeah. Um, I saw them another time in my life, actually, years later when I was admitted to the hospital for a different illness. Um, It was an amazing experience, and I feel so incredibly lucky to have had it. I think throughout my life, I've come across angels appearing to me as regular people as well. Um, Mm -hmm. 
there is actually a, a verse, a Bible verse that always stood out to me, you know, when I was growing up and studying scriptures and things. And that's Hebrews 13 two. It reads, do not forget to entertain strangers for by doing so you may be entertaining angels in aware. Mm. I believe, uh, in, you know, in being kind to people when you're out and about because you never know who you might actually be talking to. You know what I mean? Right. Right. For sure. So I'm going to share an experience I had with an angel, if that's okay. Of course. Because I haven't shared it yet on the podcast, but it was really wild and I was not seeking it. It was just. Right. So after my mom crossed over in a very hostile way, mm. you know, it was, it's a really intense time. I went into the records and out of nowhere, uh, Raphael comes through. I've, I had never channeled an archangel in the records before. So, uh-huh. you know, I know that they can come through, but I hadn't had that experience yet. And Raphael said, you know, I have a message for you. If you would like for me from your mother. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I guess I'm going to have to accept it because like, like this is a, a really big moment. And so I'm right. like, okay, if anyone can deliver this harsh message, it's going to be Raphael, right? Mm-hmm. I actually hadn't looked into like some of his stuff, which he was like uh, in the healer, right. you know, and that he also helps people as they're crossing over. Right. So he was working with her on the other side and working with me because I was hurt. And so as he was healing and working with her, he was like, I need to send her this message so that she can start her healing process. And it was beautiful. It really helped because I didn't get that verbal, you know, like I needed to hear things from her. And I like, I was nervous in a way to, to get it, but it really helped me and and I'm like if I didn't get that I don't know like the healing might have taken years longer Mm -hmm. but like just for her to say this this isn't your fault I love you I'm sorry you know and I was just like Mm -hmm. this is this is wild but it was so special I'll never forget it Mm -hmm. I'll it'll always stick with me and that's like with you like you you know it happened like someone can tell me whatever that I made that up and I'll never believe oh yeah because it was such a powerful moment. Especially and, for, you know, people who just aren't really tuned into the spiritual realm or just, ah, it's just so hard for them to believe. They, right. were, they were going through stuff they didn't know. They were young. They were a kid. Mm-hmm. And so I feel that, like, children have some of the most profound experiences. Mm-hmm. And why shouldn't we believe them? Right. Right. I had all sorts of experiences as a child with beings of light. Mm-hmm. And I definitely always felt very connected with angels to where I just, I never really questioned it. I was like, okay. I didn't mm-hmm. think about giving them all names or anything. To me, they were like a collective and the the right one would show up if you need it. So right. I didn't, I didn't know all of their names, but I definitely always had this trust that they were good, that they were helpers and that you could call on them right. if you need it. And that's what's so beautiful about them is that they're kind of just like, they're waiting for you to need them. Like, I, I think sometimes we have to, yes, they might step in and intervene and protect us. But if we ask for their help and assistance, they can be there with us. Sometimes we just Most have definitely. to make that connection and, and seek their help in that way, too. Exactly. Yeah, um, I just think it's really interesting how, in my experience, they specifically told me I could call on them. Right, so that you knew. Because I think some people... They don't realize that they can do that. You know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. it's just, 
maybe they were never told. And so they're like, yeah, angels. But like, they don't realize that they can actually work with them. Right. And that they, I think that they love it when we work with them. Exactly. You know, because they get to, to do their calling and their purpose. Yeah. And their purpose is to assist us. Right. So, yeah, it's it's really amazing. I, I've, I've read about a lot of angel experiences and, you know, things about the angelic realm that uh, just so many people on earth have experienced and it's it's just amazing to read about like why wouldn't i believe this right yeah and i think even in other cultures they might not call them angels but there are helpers there's guidance guides. coming you yeah. know and so i feel like you know that this realm sort of meets you where you're at and mm-hmm. so maybe you don't even perceive it as this is archangel michael Maybe you just perceive it as, okay, this person, this being came in and protected me and guarded me, you know? And so even if you don't know their name, like you can still call on the angelic realm for guidance without even evoking a specific name. Exactly. You know? Um, could you explain some of the differences between um, mediums and psychics? Uh, what are some of the areas uh, where they overlap? So a psychic is someone who can ad- obtain information about someone using ESP or um, extrasensory perception. Uh, they will use one of the five clairs to do this. Mm-hmm. Now, a medium is someone who can communicate with spirits and or higher beings and can give their sitter uh, messages from a deceased person or an entity like an angel or celestial being on the other side that is uh, beyond our plane. There are many different kinds of mediums. Uh, Some can channel, well, in my experience, usually most of them can, Mm -hmm. and some can even communicate with animal spirits on the other side. Uh, From my experience, a lot of people believe all mediums are psychic, but that not all psychics are mediums. Mm. Um, I believe everyone has the capability, or at least somewhat, to tap into their own psychic abilities. Mm -hmm. Um. My father even did it one time without meaning to. Uh, He's actually witnessed a lot of my spiritual gifts come to fruition uh, before I even knew what they really were. Mm -hmm. Um, Well, I've lived in his house for a lot of my life, so that would make sense. Um, So the answer to this this question is, uh, yes, psychics and mediums do overlap in some areas because the five clairs are still being used in both cases to obtain information. Mm -hmm. Uh, The main difference is that mediums are communicating directly with someone or something on the other side. While psychics are just receiving information that can't normally be attained, if that makes sense. So the information psychics receive, I believe, is coming from the higher plane, but Mm -hmm. mediums can contact specific people and entities on that plane. Right. Okay. That makes sense. Mm -hmm. Um, So let's explore a bit about like star seeds and light workers and what they are and what they're, they're here to do. Okay. So... A starseed is a person on Earth whose soul is believed to have originated from a different star system or a different realm. Um, I am a starseed, and I'm still learning quite a bit about it. Uh, I do believe that I originated from the angelic realm and also feel a strange connection to the star system Orion. Mm. I don't know if maybe I once lived a life or many lives there um, on some planet. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to be having past life regression done soon, so maybe I can find out some more about that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's a fascinating topic, and I didn't know that much about starseeds until a little over a year ago. Um, many starseeds are also light workers. Uh, it overlaps. Um, a light worker is anyone who has dedicated their life to assisting, helping, and motivating others on Earth. And um, they're always giving and receiving light and love. So 
<laughs> we're here to raise the vibration of Earth and make it a better place. Um, now, some people hold the belief that there are a certain number of light workers currently on the planet. So the number 144,000 has popped up a lot in my research, but I'm not quite sure what it means yet. Mm -hmm. I, I don't want to say that that's the number of light workers on the planet. Right. But um, I'm still researching a lot about it. And apparently it shows up in many different religious texts, including the Bible. I'm, I'm mm -hmm. not sure, but I'm curious to learn more about the significance of 144,000. Um, there's different, I don't know, there's different sources I've seen on the internet. You know, you know, you got to be careful what you um you know, say is credible, but right. it it just appears to me like the, the number 144,000 is um related to the light workers. And I, I'm curious to learn more about that and, and really know what that means because like I said, you know, that has um that has popped up quite a lot. Right. I've definitely seen that number uh -huh. used too. And and I think someone and and I'm not saying that this is for sure what it is, but you know, said that it takes that many to hold the vibration, you know, for Earth to start like this oh. next cycle. So it's not that there's only that many, but it's like that many. There's a, you know, like a point where once they activate that many, mm -hmm. like we don't need billions of people to, you know, we just need a certain amount. And then it's like we affect the collective, mm -hmm. you know, in that way or something. And I'm sure there's um, not a, t I mean, there's probably not a ton of light workers, but I would think there's more than like 144,000. Right, yeah, it's getting up there. So I feel like maybe we've already hit that, you know, and now we're, mm -hmm. we're in that process of um, bringing in even more of that energy in. Now yeah. that I'm talking about it, actually, I saw that the number somewhere is 2 million. But again, mm -hmm. it's kind of hard to know what to mark as credible on the internet and know what what is what. Right. So, um, but yeah, that's that's uh that's something I'd like to explore more is just uh, the numbers and everything associated with lightworkers and what it all means. So yeah, yeah, and I would love to hear about your re your regression when you figure out this the star seed heritage because that's one of my favorite things uh -huh. uh, to look into and. And the little bit I've heard about, like, Orion, there was so many, there was so much energy coming in mm -hmm. from there. And there was also, like, the Orion War, so there was, like, the, some traumatic stuff. So I think that a lot of people wake up to it because, like, they're healing something from that point in their timeline. And so I think it keeps coming, like, you wouldn't believe how many people, like, it's coming up. Like, I even had friends, like who you know aren't really into this stuff like naming their kids that like it's just like I keep wow. seeing it everywhere and I'm like I feel like there's something going on with Orion that we are supposed to be connecting dots right now right so I'm like I need to go into the records and, and dabble a little bit with that one mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. yeah um what are angel numbers? You kind of brought this up a little bit, but could we explore the that a little bit more? And are there specific ones that you resonate with? Yes, definitely. Um, so many people believe that angel numbers start appearing in your life when you're awakened or aligned, you're on the right path. Um, angel numbers began appearing everywhere for me in late 2021 when I had my awakening. It was crazy. I was seeing 1111 everywhere as well as 222, 444, 555, and really any of them. Um, there are also other number combinations that can appear like uh, 1010 or 1212. 
all angel numbers have a different meaning and are believed to be messages from the angels trying to guide you on the right path or give a specific message depending on what that number sequence means. Uh, you can find a lot of angel number guides and books online mm -hmm. and uh, just even little images that will tell you what the um, basic ones mean. Mm -hmm. And by the basic ones, I just mean like uh, 111 through 999 and 1111 and uh, those. The ones that people see most often. Mm -hmm. um, the name. Okay. So the angel number that appears most often for me is uh, probably 222 or 111 or 1111. Um, I laugh thinking about my um, earlier days of awakening and being um, of the mindset that it all had to be a coincidence. Uh, well, they proved me wrong. One day I was driving down Kingston Pike in Knoxville when a school bus had 111 on its side. A phone number had 1111 <laughs> and a building number was 444 all in one trip. Uh, when I stopped driving, I, I just burst out laughing in my car for a minute because I knew this could not be a coincidence that I was seeing this stuff like all day, every day. Yeah. Yeah. It really, <laughs> I feel like once you like are open to it and mm -hmm. you're like, okay, seeing it, oh, and, you know, you're like, okay, that was like 15 different angel numbers today. But um, for me, I've been seeing 444 <laughs> mm -hmm. randomly and that's like a new one. So it's like I go through these waves where I'll really notice different ones. Me too. And it'll be, you know, for like a month, I might really see 444 and not and not see the other ones, really. Right. But a big one for me is um, seeing 1, 2, 3, 4. Right. As sort of showing me that I'm in alignment. And I uh -huh. see it a lot. Like, I'll be second guessing myself. Like, I'll be like, okay, I don't know if I did this right. And I'll look and it'll be like 1, 2, 3, 4. And I'm like, oh, okay. I guess I can proceed. <laughs> Well, you know that angel numbers are also, um, they have to do with twin flame union. Mm, okay. So twin, uh, for those who don't know, twin flames are basically your other soul half. Um, it, it's one soul, you know, in this lifetime that is uh, split into two. Your twin flame doesn't have to be romantic. It's often romanticized quite a bit. But um, a lot of times when you're... Um, you're either getting ready for union or you need some information about your counterpart and everything. You'll see a lot of angel numbers. Mm. Um, I, <laughs> so I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm a twin flame. I, you know, um, there have been a couple of people who have crossed my path in my life that I have thought could have been my twin flame. Mm -hmm. Um, or it could be that I haven't met them yet, but whatever the case, um, I'm definitely a twin flame. I, you know, I've been given messages that I am. And uh, I hope that, you know, if I haven't already met my twin flame, that it'll be obvious who it is um, in, in the near future for me. Because that's something, uh, you know, um, I've been wanting to know. And uh, the numbers have like kind of just totally lined up with that right. possibility there and all of that. So, yeah, it's really interesting that angel numbers can not only guide you in life, but can tell you um, something, uh, you know, as profound, like about your twin flame or just something like that. Right. Like something's coming or, right, you right. know, it's sort of like brace or prepare uh -huh. for this thing. So talking about like twin flame things, this is something that I learned in the records, which was different than anything I ever heard. Um but there was a point where me and my husband and this other person, there was three of us mm -hmm. and there was a point. So it's not that we started off that way, but there was actually a point where we were all one and they sort of talked about how we were, you know, of the mist or etheric and we all decided that we would all incarnate, you know, and but we would have to separate ourselves. 
All wow. three, but there was three, three. of us. <laughs> oh. And so it's so funny because, you know, my husband was like best friends with this person. Like I connected with this person. Then we were all, you know, and I was like, this is so weird. Mm-hmm. Um, But it actually was kind of a toxic relationship, which we discovered other lifetimes where we had had these power struggles. Oh, boy. And things like that. So we actually, you know... tried to um work through this the bond Mm -hmm. so that we can sort of just have our own experiences and not have to keep doing it but and i don't know if like i would even call that twin flame but there are lifetimes where it's it literally seems like we were like one and then we separate and i think that's like in physical you know we're individualized Uh but when we're in like some of these etheric planes i don't know if you know that separation is so obvious i understand you know yeah and and, you know you have soul contracts and you have karmic uh karmic connections and just uh just all sorts of things like that and it it can really um i've heard that those situations can really become toxic Mm -hmm. Um, i'm pretty sure i've had a couple of karmic uh karmic soul connections in this life and uh you know it's it's been um it's been a good learning experience for me and uh, I, I've really, I don't know, it, it, when, when you go through it, it's kind of surreal. It's like you you don't, you don't know um, what's happening when it is happening sometimes. But now, you know, like all these years later, you know, I've had a spiritual awakening and I can look back and think, okay, yeah, there was something going on there with that person, but you know, it's over. We've moved on and gone our separate ways mm-hmm. or we are still in contact harmoniously and that you know you know that's my goal for everybody I know is to you know get along and just um whether they're a twin flame karmic whatever is to exist peacefully you know on this planet together and it it can be hard you know sometimes you have to make those uh those cuts and connections but uh yeah it's 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 amazing the different kinds of relationships and there's soul family and um uh, you, you can meet so many people that you just feel like you've known forever because you have. <laughs> right. Oh, uh, yes. It's it's pretty cool, like, going in the records and being like, okay, I'm, I'm having a dream about this person or, like, as soon as I met this person, you know, and I can ask and they'll tell. And sometimes I don't always understand exactly what they're even getting at but eventually, you know, I'll start making the connection. But, um, you know, we can ask. Like, if you have a question, you can ask your higher self, mm-hmm. you know, or go into the records or work with a psychic and they can actually sometimes help you because I think sometimes someone might think, oh, this is the twin flame, but maybe there's this elusiveness about it to where it could be more of a karmic bond. So I think sometimes, you know, always use your own discernment, mm-hmm. but sometimes if like, if you think something, oh, this is my twin flame and it feels really toxic. Might be a catalyst. Right, or a could, false twin flame. Right, and I'm not even, you know, maybe it is still like a soulmate, but it's uh-huh. not the person that you're, the what you're seeking in that way. So exactly, it's important to be mindful if you think, okay, this this might be it. That if it is like causing you pain and it's toxic and it, you know, maybe look into that a little more and don't just stay committed in a toxic relationship just because someone might have told you that. Exactly, and sometimes you have to reevaluate. And right. Right decide to either move on uh or or do whatever you need to do in that connection but I you know I just I do think you're right it's important to be mindful it's important to really analyze what's going on there mm-hmm. so and like what am I really learning through this relationship mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. 
Okay, so we talked a little bit about the archangels, um, but I'm curious, uh, what is an earth angel? Um, and can you share some of their attributes with us? Yeah, so I believe earth angels are people who have been born on earth, uh, at least, you know, in, in the life that we're all in right now, and have a specific mission to better humanity, just like uh, light workers. I think the difference is that earth angels have a much stronger connection uh, to the angels beyond our plane, which would make total sense, earth angel, but um, that I think that their souls originate from the angelic realm itself. Um, I believe I'm an earth angel. Mm-hmm. I can remember when I was only four or five, my, uh, my grandmother had some photos taken of me dressed up as an angel in white with wings, and I was holding a harp, and... Um, I was obsessed with the idea of angels as a small child. Um, I can remember um, reading a bunch of books on angels that my grandmother had and exploring the idea that angels could communicate with us in different ways. Um, And then the visitation when I was just 12 from Gabriel, Raphael, and Michael happened. And more and more occurrences began happening in my life as I got older. I can remember um, I was in the hospital uh, having some blood drawn. Um... I wasn't like, you know, in the hospital, but I, you know, I was, uh, I was, I had to visit one to get some blood taken. And, and uh, I could remember going back um, to have it done. And before I left, you know, uh, my, my dad was waiting on me and we were just sitting in the lobby, minding our own business. And there, you know, like I said, we were just sitting there and there was nothing on the surface next to me. Well, when I came back from getting my uh, blood drawn, we both noticed something sitting there. It was a card. It was just a little card. And my dad and I, you know, well, like I, he had not noticed, what I'm trying to say is he had not noticed anyone um, passing by or going anywhere toward where I had been sitting mm-hmm. before I came back. Um, he, well, he picked up the card and he showed it to me. It, 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 it was amazing. It said um, on one side, it was like, uh, may your... Let's see. I think it said, may your joys be as deep as the ocean, your sorrows as light as its foam. I turned the card over and it said, um, you, um, you are a child of the universe and you are divinely protected or something like that. Mm-hmm. You know, I'd have to look at the card and know exactly what the other side said, but that was it. And I was just in shock. I've had a little, I've had like little instances like that happen throughout my life where I would pick something up and it would be amazing like I, I, one time I picked up a pen when I was a little girl and um, it had angel wings on it and I can remember seeing white feathers here and there throughout my life on the sidewalks I mean there's all sorts of signs that angels are you know you've had a visitation or that uh, they're around you mm-hmm. so since I've always had these experiences and since I've always been so drawn to the angelic realm I just figure you know I have these gifts that I've woken up to too I must be an earth angel because uh-huh. I just don't see any other explanation. Um, and I can give you some more um, traits of earth angels um, that I've, you know, I've researched them and I've, I've kind of looked up some things about them. So earth angels are often very sensitive in general and are um, empathic and feel a lot. We are very sensitive to things beyond this plane and cruelty uh, to humans or animals is very triggering for us. I mean, we can't hardly stand to hear about it, you know, and that, that's the thing that I found out is very common for, mm. you know, the earth angels. Um, we are often gifted in a specific area and we're here to help humanity in that area. Earth angels can be doctors, nurses, and really uh, service workers of any kind. Animals are often drawn to us as well because they sense that we are helpers and will be gentle and kind toward them. Mm. So that's really um, 
it's a lot of my knowledge surrounding um, earth angels. And I, I just think that there are a lot here. Mm-hmm. And they could be star seeds and light workers as well. Well, I well I guess a technically an earth angel, if they're from the angelic realm, would be a star seed. Right. But right. you know, it it just it overlaps. A lot of these terms can kind of overlap, and while they're not the same thing, a person can be multiple. Oh yeah, yeah. We are very multifaceted ones. beings. Right. We have had many incarnations in these different realms. So, mm-hmm. and I think you know, like with you being you know this earth angel that's why they are just sort of showing up for you where other right. where other people might have to sort of evoke or seek them more for you because that's probably where the realm that you're from or you've spent a lot of time there mm-hmm. so like you have that vibration and so they're working with you because they're your family basically yeah. or you're from you know you already have the connection right so you know, I've had this happen um, with like Pleiadian stuff, and I'm like, wow. why are these Ple- why are these Pleiadians showing up? And they're like, well, you had many incarnations. I didn't start there, but I've had incarnations mm-hmm. um, where I held that vibration, and so now here I am. And sometimes <laughs> they will show up and they are very angelic in a lot of ways too because they're operating from that heart space right they're they're here to help raise the vibration and to support us so you know sometimes i'm like is this like what type of being is but i don't know i feel like they're so similar that they even tend to make me want to think okay i don't know which one it's hard to identify like is this an angel or is this a, a spirit guide yeah and i can you know i can just say that like I feel like people who are from these um, other realms and have had many, you know, incarnations on other planets and everything. I just feel like star seeds are so old. Yeah. Ancient. Because I don't believe Earth is the um, only civilization that, uh, you know, I think it'd be selfish in a way to say or think that we're the oldest or because I I just, yeah. (laughs) You know what I mean? It's just kind of (laughs) like. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> yeah I know what you mean yeah and I, I just feel like there are um just so many other there's things out there that we don't know about mm-hmm. the unknown is a vast 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 uh you know just topic and it's just I, I don't I don't really think that like yeah I just don't think we're definitely not alone mm-hmm. I just have too much evidence you know contrary to that I, I just think that like it's it's just uh it's, it's amazing. It, it, it just, it boggles my mind sometimes. <laughs> yeah. I love it. You know, mm-hmm. I love exploring these topics. Uh-huh. I love making connections with these, these beautiful beings. It makes me trust the process even more. It also makes me trust that, you know, I'm never alone. And when I cross over, you know, I'm not done, you know, and like this right. takes a lot of fear out of my life. And mm-hmm. fear is such a low vibration that, you know, I think anything that brings you out of that is something you're supposed to explore more. Because, Definitely. like, if it's lighting you up, you feel safe, you feel good, like, maybe, you know, dabble in that a little more, mm-hmm. you know? So. Yeah, it just bothers me that, like, people think that the work I do is, oh, it's not good, it's dark, when really it's the opposite. I know, yeah. Yeah. It's, that's hard. It is. It is hard. And you just have to just trust where you're at and you have to trust your own discernment mm-hmm. and then say, you know, these people are operating from fear and maybe this isn't for them to explore. Like maybe they're at, a, they're at a different point in their journey. Exactly. And so that, you know, 
but don't let it like hold you back right you know right so. and I think a lot of people need to hear this is that like you know there will be people out there who just they're gonna doubt they're gonna be skeptical they're you know they're not gonna believe you even but it, it, it's just like you know what just keep doing your thing and what's for you will come into alignment in your life and that's how it works I really believe that yeah yeah me too me too mm-hmm. Um, so what are some of your healing gifts um, and some experiences you've had with healing? Okay, so I have a story. Um, the first experience I had with healing is when I was going through my spiritual awakening. Uh, a lot of things happened during that time. My grandfather, who I'm very close to, um, he had a brain aneurysm in the late fall of 2021. I received a message from what I believe was Archangel Seraphiel to go to my grandfather's house and use holy oil on his head. You know, of course, I asked him, is this okay? And he he totally agreed. Um, I remember him flinching a bit when I put it on his forehead. Well, he went back to the doctor um, a few days after that, and the doctor was shocked because in his 30 to 40 years of practice, he had never seen uh, this happened. My grandfather's brain aneurysm was totally calcified and encased. Mm. Yeah. Uh, it wasn't going to burst and he was going to live. And to this day, he believes I saved his life. That's beautiful. Yeah. Um, and I have seen and been worked on by uh, Reiki healers in this area. Um, I'm actually going to learn Reiki soon myself. And I also, um, I want to learn a specific kind of Reiki called, I, I think it's angel weaving. Oh. I believe this is how I could help people. Um, I will also be learning just, you know, how to harness my healing gift. And I'm very excited about that. Um, because clearly, you know, something was going on there. And, I, you know, my grandfather believes it. My A lot of my family believes it. It's, it's, it's just kind of like... Mm, if a doctor's going to say something like that, it, it just kind of reinforces it. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, it's, it was like, wow. So I, this happened. <laughs> and um, I'm also um, a part of a group of healers in the area. Um, we work with our intention to heal others. And I wholeheartedly believe this works. Uh, I was showing many. So, okay, this was um, about a month ago. I was actually showing many signs of uh, cancer myself. Mm. And after our group set an intention to heal it, my biopsy came back negative. It was amazing. Yeah. I was following you on yeah. that journey mm-hmm. and, you know, holding space for you during that time. And it was just, you know, it's like deep down, I've had this feeling that it was going to work out, but yeah. I was still, I still had a little anxiety about mm-hmm. it. But when you came back, I was like, oh my goodness, this is amazing well you know and I was gonna say you're not the only one who thought that I was gonna be okay like a lot of my friends were like Serena you know your work here is not done you're just beginning this journey right you have things you need to do you're not nothing's gonna happen to you and sure enough right everything was okay and it yeah and it was just so weird because I was showing so many signs and uh even I think even the doctor you know thought something's going on here and and finally you know I got my results and I just wanted to cry. It was like, I, I can't believe it. And I, I really, you know, like I said, I, ha- I had a lot of Reiki work done on me and energy healing. And there isn't a doubt in my mind that that, that helped. You right. Know? Right. And I think, you know, you have these people that were holding space for you uh-huh. and, and giving you these positive affirmations instead of just you know, stepping into this, this scare, like we might've felt a little scared, but we tried to stay really positive. And I think when we can stay in that mindset of like, I'm going to be okay, 
I'm, you know, I think it kind of activates our own healing to take place. But if we sit into it and say, I'm definitely got the, you know, uh-huh. if you, if you resonate too much with it, you know, sometimes I think you might stay on that side of it. But if you can stay, po- and I'm not saying that this always works or anything, mm-hmm. but I do think having positive mindset can help the right. healing process. And that's when some of those mir- miraculous healings can occur. And right. it's usually this person believes. Right. And it's like, I think it kind of falls into like faith healing. Uh-huh. You know, you have so much faith in the healer or in the remedy or in the belief that you're going to be okay, that you end up being okay. Well, something I've learned in my spiritual journey is that uh, intention is a big one like yeah what you in, uh, intend to attract or not even have in your life it can be powerful um you know and I it wasn't until I started on this journey too that I realized how real manifestation is mm-hmm. and you know it's all energy like what you you can attract and you can you can um cause some things to you know we pushed away from yourself and uh it can it can fall between good and bad and it's it's really it's interesting how how the universe can work and mm-hmm. i i've yeah i've uh experienced a lot of different things in that sense like you know attracting the good and the bad yeah so yeah, yeah discovering uh you know the hermetic principles the first one being the universe is mental yeah and it really is like it comes back to your thoughts are creating your reality. Yes. And I'm not saying other people's thoughts are interfering with that sometimes, <laughs> but I'm saying like our thoughts are that powerful. Yes. You know, and I think once we know that, then we can be a little bit more mindful. Right. Right. So if we're having a lot of bad thoughts, like maybe seek some therapy and work mm-hmm. on that and don't mm-hmm. just sit in them try to work through that and say well what do I want though so obviously I'm having the bad thoughts right now what what do I want and how can I shift this into being something I desire yeah and journaling I've, I've found can help mm, a lot with that yeah I'm actually working right now uh, with a 369 manifestation journal Okay. Yeah. Have you heard of it? Uh-uh. No, but I just used 369 with my uh, YouTube channel I created because there was already an Astro Meadow. So I said 369. So it's funny you just brought those numbers up. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> well, <laughs> something to look into. It has to do, I believe, with uh, Nikola Tesla and some uh-huh. of his, um, he was into the numbers and all his, uh, you know, all the inventions and crazy theories he had. Uh-huh. But it actually turned out to be true, a lot of it. And, yeah, uh, for sure. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I recommend you look into that some more 369 and uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, I was thinking of like um, Pythagoras, and, and I know that Tesla studied some of that mm-hmm. with the the triangle and the three, you know, and so mm-hmm. we kind of just rolled with it because I'm like, well, people will be able to remember 369, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so um, could you kind of give our audience um, an idea of what a reading with you is like? Sure. So a reading with me is uh, very relaxed. I would say, and everything that is discussed between my sitter or whoever I'm reading and uh, myself is always promised to be confidential. Mm. You know, I I think that's something, uh, you know, readers have to be careful about, too, is like, don't, even if you're just telling someone else about a reading, be careful not to um, give too much information, because that's, Mm. that's very, that's a very, there's a sacred space, and, you know, 
it's important to be mindful of what is discussed in a specific reading. Right. And there's ethics involved. Yeah. Oh, oh, yes. Like you go to a therapist and they promise that they're not going to share your stuff. It should be the same way when you're going to like a metaphysician or a spiritual coach. Oh, most definitely. Um, And, you know, it's just it's, uh, you know, just got to be mindful about it. Um, And and you're right. There are a lot of ethics um, involved with being a psychic medium. Mm. You know, there's just things you should and shouldn't do. And uh, but a reading with me specifically, um, I asked the angels or spirit to show me or give me whatever images or messages I might need to give to the person I'm reading. So I breathe deeply and try to make the environment as relaxed as possible. And then I give my evidence I'm receiving from spirit or from the angels to them and ask them if it resonates with them. Mm. You know, I don't I don't let them give me any information prior to the reading, obviously, you know, and I just ask if the information that I'm receiving resonates to make sure I have the correct spirit or deceased person mm-hmm. uh, for that particular sitter. So at the end, I give the message from spirit. Uh, this is mainly with mediumship, though. If I'm doing a psychic read, I just tell them what I'm seeing or intuitively feeling um, information, you know, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So, so they can come to you with a question mm-hmm. with the psychic readings and you can give them advice on what you're receiving. Yeah. And I can just tell them what images I'm getting. Right. How does this resonate with you? Have you, you know, have you, um, has, has this uh, popped up in your life lately or if it, do you, or, you know, I, I just, I try to like, I feel like, uh, you know, working with a person is important. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And, I, you know, I think that, like, you, you need to um, not – there's this term I've heard called feeding the medium. You're not supposed to do that. But mm-hmm. you are supposed to, I think, ask the person you're reading if if it resonates. It, right. it, do you understand this? Things mm-hmm. like that. Because it's important to know, like, what uh, what spirit you're talking to or, you know, a particular entity or um, just whether – or whether – you're just receiving just psychic information from the higher realms, you know, and, uh, and if it's resonating, then they might continue to ask like the next question. Exactly. So it helps guide it in that way of like, okay, is this, does this resonate? And then you might elaborate even more Uh and get more once you realize, okay, this is. Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of times in readings, you'll have someone, if it doesn't resonate right in that moment, they'll come back later and say, wait a minute, I thought about it. And okay, this actually does make sense. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, and it's, it's amazing how those sort of things can happen where, you know, it'll just, it'll click with someone later and they think, oh my gosh. (laughs) Yeah, I've definitely had that happen with psychics and Uh even guidance from like the records and stuff. So like at that moment, I'm at, like, it's a totally new concept or mm-hmm. something but mm-hmm. then I started exploring it more and I'm like oh I I can see why I'm being guided to this area this makes sense why it had to come up right then right and then it's like now I have that word or that idea and now as like this random documentary comes on that's going into all this detail about it now I get why they brought it up so that I would notice in the future mm-hmm. you know I would I would pay more attention right so yeah exactly all right. Um, well, we're kind of wrapping it up. Uh, could you share what's the best way for our audience to contact you to book a reading or session? Yeah, I'd be happy to give out my email, my IG handle, and my Facebook. Um, so my email is all lowercase. Uh, that would be flutes, F-L-U-T-E-S, 987 at gmail.com. My IG handle or Instagram handle is... Uh, 
all lowercase, angelic dot, like a period, psychic. And that's spelled A-N-G-E-L-I-C, period, P-S-Y-C-H-I-C. My Facebook is simply uh, Serena Huffine, my name, and that's uh, S-E-R-E-N-A-H-U-F-F-I-N-E. All right. Well, thank you so much for coming out and doing this with me. And thank you for having me again. Really yeah. appreciate that. So yeah. I'm really excited to share it with people. I've had uh, many people randomly asking me about angels. I've been telling them that this one was about to come out. So I feel like people are ready for it. So. Awesome. Yeah. So thank you. And thank you all for tuning in. Check us out next time on the Astral Hour. Bye.